From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women farmers cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name's Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses Rural Women's Project. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and I'm the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. This podcast series features women who have hosted one of our Moses In Her Boots workshops, offering you now the opportunity to share the In Her Boots experience virtually and meet these amazing women farmers. Right now, we have what we call a side dish episode, a shorter segment that focuses on a specific topic from a female farmer lens. Today, we're focusing on cover crops with Kathy Zeman of Simple Harvest Farm Organics in Nurstrand, Minnesota. Learn how she is working to continually add fertility to her highly erodible land and her mission to fight thistle with cover crops. Kathy's advice, bare land is bad, use those cover crops. We are here at Kathy Zeman's Simple Harvest Farm Organics in lovely Nurstrand, Minnesota. Hey, thanks for letting me stop by, Kathy. You are most welcome, Lisa. Thanks for coming. You have a beautiful spot here, but you have worked really hard on the soil, right? And what's under us and uh, growing than when you first moved here. That's true. We got here in 06, April of 06. This farm had been farmed traditionally, recent tradition, a row crop, so... You know, rows went from top of the hill to the bottom of the hill. A lot of soil erosion and corn, soybean, corn, soybean, corn, soybean, corn, soybean, corn, soybean. So uh, not a lot of fertility left, uh, you know, and a fair amount of chemicals on it. So we stopped that. We stopped. We put it immediately into grass. We only used, even though, you know, you have to be 36 months before you can certify organic. We immediately went into only using organic and OMRI approved um, soil amendments. And we, so we only use uh, organic fertilizers and we put it immediately into grass. When I say grass, I mean legume and, and grass uh, so that we could hay it and graze it. And then we just graze livestock on it, which kind of also helps with uh, the feed of, of livestock, helping that soil come back to life. Then you have the livestock manure that naturally fertilizes it. Since all of the livestock were on organic feed, so then we only have organic manure going back on our land. So we've stopped the soil erosion. We plugged up all of the, you know, the gullies that wow. were going downhill into the creek. So all of that water erosion stops, the soil erosion stops. And fortunately, now that we've... I also need to get to the scale where we could no longer have to purchase fertilizer. So we run enough livestock now that we create our own fertilizer. So that's a closed loop on this farm, which I like. The closed loop I'd like to come up with is so I don't have to borrow money. <laughs> We're not, we haven't quite closed that loop yet, but we have been able to close the loop on no longer purchasing fertilizer. Now our livestock take care of this farm. Oh, that's great. And you've used cover crops a lot too in various ways. How are some, how's that helped Absolutely. So, I mean, cover crops is kind of a trendy term, but if you think about it, it just means bare dirt is bad. We just don't like bare dirt. So, and when you're on a slopey land and you have livestock, you have to really focus on keeping growing material on slopey land. With livestock, you can have bare spots where they congregate to eat their hay or they congregate to drink their water and get to their all their mineral licks. 
so, but other than that, we we deliberately searched out sod forming grasses and legumes. Um, don't ask what the names of them are now because we put them in, and we do let we do let we allow some of our land not to be used every year, so it reseeds itself. Again, it's that self-sustaining, and to make sure that you don't put too much pressure on your land. I mean, I could see where some people would say, sure, I could have hundreds if maybe thousands more livestock on this farm, but then we would be doing a lot more purchased inputs. And I say it profitably, we're more profitable this way and more sustainable for the planet if I let it take care of itself and we don't put too much pressure on. So cover crops, we do a lot of uh, low-length clovers, legumes, sod forming, that meadow, whatever it was, I forgot already when we bought it. Um, And there are times that... You know, I know this is going to sound silly, but there are times that weeds, I would rather have a, a you know, a row, a couple rows of weeds out there to hold that soil in place because, rather than have bare dirt. So that's what we, yeah. cover crops here, cover crops here can be mulch sometimes, which is also a weird way to look at it, but we'll do anything, sometimes mulch, because we, we do livestock, so we have spent hay or hay that the goats and the sheep and the cows don't want to eat anymore. We'll bring that in, especially in our garden, to suppress weeds and hold moisture and keep the heat or the cold from really beating up on the soil. That's great. How did you learn about cover crops and soil fertility? So I'm going process. Yeah. So I'm. You know, I grew up. We're pretty. My dad was a master livestock breeder. You know, he dad was really good with livestock. But I don't remember being taught all that much about the soil side. So it wasn't really until I went to the Moses Organic Farming Conference, and I did that. The first year I did that was on a scholarship. You know, that was a little bit of chunk of money and when you're starting out farming and you're trying to put an old farm back together again uh, we didn't have all that cash so that that scholarship came in darn handy that year and I went there and fell in love so overwhelmed you, you just felt like there's a million things I needed to learn it was like a stream of stars coming in my eyes but it was tr- it was cr- pretty critical that I got to that conference and then we, you know, I deliberately, you know, do my schedule so that I try to get there every year. And and the Minnesota Farm uh, Organic Farming Conference is it's fairly good too. It's a bit smaller, but you know, it's at a different time of the year, so I can sometimes hit that too. But it, it's critical for me to get to those things and then to learn from. And then, and the only time I really have time to read or look at things is in the winter when our, you know, we're we're done with our grazing operations. We're just onto our breeding livestock. Are there things you see? wanting to do more of her how do you see your soil in the future and are there things you have planned yes so what i have not yet uh, i have not yet formally done is my berms and my swales and i highly wrote about so i grew up on a flatland and i kind of like that it's a lot easier to farm but when you have hills like this i can hang on to water better because on the top i can put in my my swale and my berm then i keep that water i'm pretty selfish i want to keep my water i want to keep the dirt on my farm so we'll do more of that more of a structured way to do that that i will have to bring in some outside help i can probably dig it with our skid loader but i don't know how to do the measuring and you know figure out where to put that the other thing i would like so then and then once we do that we need to put in some more nut trees and then I would also like to get into a little bit better road. We, we fight thistle here a little bit. Now, I know everybody says they fight thistle, but I think we can beat it if I can come up with the right combination of cover crops to stop that thistle seed from, from going forward. I mean, that's all the fun part. Right? I mean, that's the fun part. There's still challenges out there that I want to learn. Like, could I? can I really beat thistle? Okay, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Um, and so you rotationally graze your livestock, or what's? How do you develop the plan behind that? Well, I only have twenty acres, and we have, and we let we really let the cows and the goats and the sheep go together. Um, but my next rotate and the chickens, the poultry all kind of graze their part of the farm right now. I my next rotation will be to let the poultry kind of trail the the ruminants, and then I want to bring the pigs into that also. For part of it for us is to come up with that that super perimeter fence so that no matter what I can keep everybody on this place, uh, and then just to figure out that rotation. It'll make it a lot healthier for the animals because I can disrupt the worm cycle also. And I, I, actually, I actually do search for livestock that are more resistant to worms, which you need to if you're going to graze. So, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, that's all the fun part. I, I do like the stacking of, of livestock enterprises. And then again, I have to be able to fence around. And that's just money. You know, that's just cash. You gotta, we have cash to put in our fences. And so we have to kind of budget for that. But then also integrate that into our fruit and nut trees in the middle of your pasture. And then graze your animals around that. And let them in on those trees at certain periods of time where they wouldn't, wouldn't have to worry about food safety but would be able to keep that the, the bugs down underneath them. So that's, again, kind of the cool part. Well, what advice would you give somebody looking for land? And I realize that there's a wide net of options and price and all, but are there things as far as the soil itself that folks should look for or the topography? Or or is it like what happened to you in the sense of you, you find the land and you work with it no matter what? This farm I do not... I don't think I'm smart enough to farm this kind of land and do try to do vegetable gardening. It's just got a lot of slope to it. We did try it. It's hard to push water uphill. <laughs> it just is. And uh, and it's and if you're in in that case, every single row we would have had to put in, we would have had to have cover crop immediately, or we'd have the same soil erosion that corn soybean does, right? See, that doesn't really work. I, the, old, the, the old guys always said, ask your land what it wants to grow. So some land needs to be in grass. Now, if, when, the, when the population on this planet gets so huge that you know, we're going to have to farm every little tiny inch of land that we've got, that may. But if we're smart enough, we should say, this kind of land should, should grow this. And this flat land has a little bit more options, although it may be drier. I, and, I, and I didn't really pay attention to that until I got to work with a lot of the, the vegetable, the good big vegetable farmers where they really searched for the right kind of soil for vegetables. I never looked at that because I always knew I kind of wanted to do livestock. Excellent. Thanks, Kathy. You're welcome. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses Rural Women's Project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. This podcast was made possible through support from North Central SARE, Sustainable Agriculture Research and Education, part of a nationwide education program to advance sustainable innovation to American agriculture. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, Moses. The mission of Moses is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on Moses, the Rural Women's Project, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org. See you next time!